Thanks for being here, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. I got you something. Well, <clears throat> actually, I got you something in 1994, but I didn't know it was for you. So I noticed <laughs> you like you've gotten really into cocktails. Yes. So I got this old school Mr. Boston. Oh, awesome. Probably no information in there you need, but it's just like a nostalgic. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, I'm into cocktails and stuff well, too. But well, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time I came across the idea of it. I was like 14. It was in my parents' house. I picked this thing up, you know, next to my Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what is this little book? And I opened up, I was like, no way. Yeah. For people that don't know, encyclopedias are things that you used to have to use <laughs> yeah. to look up information right. on before the internet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is awesome. Heck yeah. Thanks, man. This is super cool. No problem. And for people who don't know, that thing's called a book. Yeah, it's <laughs> called an actual book. It doesn't light up. You can't. <laughs> so this is bad. I do so much on my iPad art-wise and everything that um I've caught myself a few times trying to zoom in oh, on no. something. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done some dumb shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That and then my... I, I don't do it anymore, but when I first got it and started using it, my wife would just start cracking up sitting next to me because I would, I would be erasing something on my iPad and I would brush it off. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, yeah, like there's supposed to be eraser dust. And she's like, there's, there's no dust. On it. Like, I do I still do that? She's like, yep. yep. And anybody yeah. under 15 is going to look at you like you're really crazy. <laughs> what is <laughs> eraser cool. dust? Well, yeah. What is an eraser? That's like, a, dude, this has got a lot in it though, actually. What I like about it is it's not just yeah. cocktails. It's, it's how to, yeah, saw, it's how to party too. Right. Like how to have a party. Yeah, I, I opened it right to something that was like a, like a trick. Oh Almost yeah, like a little yeah money trick or something. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, super cool, man. Hmm. I'm sure it used to be like the Bible. Oh yeah. For that. Yeah, I, I honestly got into it over uh, quarantine. I think there's mm. quite a few people that you know drink a little too much during quarantine like, yeah. what else are you doing you know yeah. um they had some deal on master class where you can get like all of them for some cheap thing because everybody's just stuck in their house so it's pretty um, smart of them so yeah. we signed up for it and i ended up taking a bartending master class and my wife's like super awesome cook and so True. it just got to where she would be making some food and be she's trying to make some indian food something so then i start kind of thinking of what would be a Indian cocktail, you know, what they would right. make with that. If you tried to, you know, make something that went with that, what would it be? You know, start like the really good, you know, bars that ha almost think of uh, cocktails as even just pairing with, with stuff like you would wine, mm. you know, like mm -hmm. that idea of mm -hmm. what would actually go good with this. Um, and yeah, it's just ended up being kind of fun. Yeah. And yours are pretty impressive. I haven't, like, obviously, I haven't tasted all yours, but I see them on your social media. And I'm like, damn, that the presentation. Is... Oh, well, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's half of yeah. it at least. Well, I mean, it's, you know, when you think of doing it in an actual bar setting, uh -huh. that seems insane. You know, the but yeah. you, you have to go to one of those places though where everyone there knows you order a drink, it's gonna be 15 minutes. Because the guy's making a boat, you know, or, yeah. or something on yeah. top of it. And it's it's awesome. That's part of the experience. But you could never pull that off real well in, in a bar that's just, 
banging people up there and you're trying to get shit out. You know, you can't, you can't do yeah, that. Not profitably. Right. Yeah. Unless, like I said, unless you're one of these. Like we went to a place in If it's Chicago, $35 for your cocktail, then, then you're good. they can take their time. Yeah. And still make yeah. money. Yeah, because it yeah. comes out on your, your yeah. little drinks like this. And it comes out on some crazy plate with sculptures and smoking shit. And yes. That's the best, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There was that Netflix show. Oh, did you see that at all? It's like a, it's like Ink Master for bartending. I haven't. It's pretty gnarly. Is some it? of the stuff they do, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but it's five hours to make a cocktail. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just building and building and building. Yeah, I bought a book called for the Aviary. It's a joint we went to in uh, Chicago, and it's like that. And it's amazing. But when I got the book, I was like gonna make a damn thing out of this sucker like i don't i don't have to come home and be like well cool i'm really thirsty let's make a cocktail that's okay now i gotta yeah. cook seven things and yeah. you're like reduce shit. some cola and, yeah 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 i gotta i was like i gotta have a centrifuge you know yes <laughs> yeah hold on i'll be back i have to ignite the gunpowder gunpowder right I gotta get some bring, ash absolutely gotta bring rainwater <laughs> yeah i'm just like how do i get raccoon tears you know yes <laughs> that's right but they found it uh, I see you outside wandering around looking for Smurf urine. Right. <laughs> That's hard to find. Yeah, it is. That's hard to find. That's an expensive cocktail. Yeah, call, call it Gargamel. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the name of the cocktail, yeah, the, the Gargamel. gargamel. <laughs> yeah, that's a little Osriel sidecar. He, he did used to make cocktails all the time. Yeah, the potion. That's right. See, yeah. he's ahead of his time. Shit smoking. That's right. <laughs> it, was, it was Smurf urine. Yeah. That was the recipe. Yeah, I think the guy that made Smurfs is probably actually on shrooms. I'd safe bet. There were shrooms in every shot. Every shot. Didn't yeah. they live in they shrooms? They lived in them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's their house. <laughs> I know exactly how he came up with that idea. Yep. I've been yes. there. <laughs> yep. I am the shrooms right now. Yeah. I'll bet there's a life inside of this. <laughs> I've had that thought. Yeah. It's like, well... That's what's funny about these kind of things. Like, well, uh, for the uh, people that know me, a certain amount, you'll you'll learn things like that from this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, I've done that, Mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. For the record, I've eaten psychedelic mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. It's actually but, amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite the fan. Yeah, I feel lucky. I've talked to people who were like, it was extremely difficult experience like a bad trip you know there's some stuff um when i was younger i did that i quit doing not because i ever had a problem with it but i saw so many people that i was around couldn't handle it yeah um like i haven't done you know lsd since i was you know still in my teens you know probably 19 or something because i was always able to have this still lock with it where um someone would come up oh my god like freaking out look there's all these bubbles on my skin and blah blah because blah, they're just tripping Shit. bubbles and i would be able to go yeah <laughs> you know like that's cool i'm like but that's it's not really there we're on we're on drugs man oh you, you were know? on it too and you it still didn't freak you out no no everybody would be like tripping about this stuff that's yeah. going on or they were seeing and how they were feeling but i was always able to Kind of have that separation where I yeah. remembered, like, well, we are on drugs, guys. Yeah, you know, right. We kind of didn't do this just to yeah. sit around and eat pizza and watch a football game. Right. You know? Yeah, I've always had good luck, too, man. Just yeah. good trips are just my default. Yeah. 
I've never um, had a bad one. But I have had that feeling before, like, oh, no, it's going to last forever. When you start to lose your usual mm. sense mm. of conscious experience. And yeah. That feeling of, like, you're permanently changing. And then you have to do, you have to remind yourself, oh, no, this wears off. Yes. <laughs> and there is a... Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. That's there, what I tell myself. There's a part of it that I actually think you kind of do permanently change. And hopefully for the people that have the good experiences, it yeah. actually helps you. The The only reason I haven't done a couple of other things, like I think um, ayahuasca sounds amazing. I think there's a really? part of that that seems awesome. But I've done, I've had acid trips that were like 10 hours. And even though it was a good time, flat out, dude, I was fucking over it. By but, but at a certain yeah. point, I'm like, I just kind of just and it was be a good time though. Sleep. What's and, that? And that was probably a good oh. time for ten hours. You were still over. Imagine the part of the ayahuasca that makes you like feel like you're dying and purging your evil spirits and shit. Like, yeah, you got to puke. I don't know something about that throws me off too. When someone's like, "Oh man, here's this awesome drug. It does all the experience." Okay. First of all, you're going to like puke and shit yourself or, or whatever. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm kind of. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you're actually losing me. I, I don't mind puking and shitting myself, but <laughs> it does. But in that state of mind, that state of experience, man, you know how everything is like deep. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was, this is going to be. I don't know why I'm even saying this on record, but <laughs> there was one time where like I had to poop really bad and I was on acid. The oh. whole thing was this, just interesting deep uncomfortable experience and you know i realized later i was like that was perfectly normal yeah (laughs) but it seemed like a big deal well it's weird when you're on something like that and you feel like at least i i i thought it was a trip when even just i feel my stomach growl or something i got so aware of like my guts right you know or like what you are what's this meat bag doing absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the meat suit you know your, yeah. your your weird costume thing that you're in all the time yeah, it exactly. feels like that you, you yeah. know and it's so so strange when you feel that stuff like i remember uh <laughs> you know back to it's a good story for mom um i remember coming home once after i'd just been tripping balls all night i was still on it um so I had this deal where this is back to what we were just talking to a minute ago before we actually started this. Um, I was with a group of people. We took some acid. It was great. Um, we were all coming down and this guy was one of the guys in the group. He, you know, he had some weed. He's like, Hey, let's, uh, anybody want to smoke one? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, no big deal. Light it up and, you know, pass this thing around. And I mean, in seconds, it was, your trip is freaking back hardcore than it ever was before. It stimulated Completely your trip. different. Well, we found out that the guy he got that from was being watched by the police and that um, oh, he God. was also dealing in a PCP. Oh, no. And so he was trying to get rid of it. Oh, no. And so he started dusting his weed with PCP. So this is the story of the time I accidentally smoked PCP. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you're still got acid in your system. So, uh, this is probably just one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. It so, turned out good? Well, everybody lost their shit. Yeah. I, this is back to one of the times I didn't. Um, but until The Matrix came out, which is a whole other subject we can get into in the modern yes. world if we all are in a simulation. <laughs> but until The Matrix movie came out, 
I could never explain to people to where someone else I felt I could really understand what I was saying until I could uh, compare it to that scene. So the scene in the movie and the first one at the end when Neo sees the Matrix and everything has like the letters and numbers flying around it, Mm, you know, and the walls are just, but it's all like green and digital. So I had that watermarked flying and moving over Uh. everything. I mean, everything. This mic, it would be going around the cord, around this, around every little shape, running through. And it was like bright neon color, just watermark over everything. And I ended up going into this room um, in this house because everybody was just losing their shit. And I was trying to deal with all of that while trying to help people not lose their shit. And so I ended up just locking myself in this room so I could just deal with it myself. Oh, my God. And I wish I still had it in a book somewhere, but the letters and numbers would light up here and there just flying and I would catch them and notice. And I started writing it down, you know, cause then I started thinking is my subconscious, is it, is it spelling something to me? Did I open right. something up? Secret you know, message. Yeah. It, yeah. it was absolute gibberish. You know, it's yeah, just like, yeah. I don't know what club Warfy 75 <laughs> nerf means, you know? Right. Um, That's a trip again to read it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, that ended up, um, happening. And everybody freaked out. People didn't handle that version of the night well. But earlier we were talking about things that we fear we tend to want to make ourselves do. So I literally got the same stuff, the same weed, the same acid. I got it all the next weekend. No way. And went and did it again. I hit it, went a little bit, smoked, and the exact same thing happened again. I mean, it wasn't like a different version of a trip. It was the same exact thing. No way. And I end up in this room just kind of watching all this watermark You went to the same everything. setting, the same room. Well, I was in a room, but oh, not okay. the same house. This is a buddy's house. Okay. I was actually, um, I think at, at that time, I was uh, at my brother's place because he was going to school in Purdue. Mm, but, all rooms, there. but all rooms were the same to you probably. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they You're were just, all made of code yeah (laughs) so i kind of wanted to experience that again and because it was nuts to me it was see if it's the same yeah what's changed and and it was and i sat there in that world for eight hours um but the odd part of the original even bringing this up was that i came home the first time i did that still tripping my balls and i roll it in the morning and my mom, my stepdad's there, my brother, they're all oh, eating breakfast. Damn. My mom had made biscuits and gravy. And I remember I remember sitting there um, trying to just eat <laughs> this biscuits and gravy. Yes. And it just felt like cement there. in my mouth. And I'm just trying to choke this shit down and act like you're cool, you know? Yes. And that was the just only... Just trying to get it to hold still on your plate. Oh, I know. You're just, you're just like... <laughs> You know, it was so bad, man. Of all you're just trying to play it off. You didn't like, drink the orange juice, did you? N- no. Yeah. No. I was just trying to... I was just like, yeah, I ate a few bites of it. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm actually just not real hungry. And mm. quickest thing I could do just to get the guy yeah, out of there and I've go up in there. my room. Yeah. Did the same thing, except I drank the orange juice. Yeah. And I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, be cool, man. Drink some of the orange juice and all the damn collars in the room started melting again and shit. And the 
That's like a vitamin C thing or something. I have or no what idea that, what I've the science that? is. I've heard okay. all kinds of pseudoscience about it. I don't know that any of that's true, but I can tell you from my experience that I drank the orange juice and my trip came back like 20%. <laughs> oh, okay. When you were talking about drinking the orange juice, I thought you meant like it just tasted terrible while you were on acid or something. No, it actually, brought it back, yeah. I actually haven't heard that one. Really? No. No, it definitely yeah. did. I've heard hot water. Yeah. I've heard all that it's like of... stored in your... So I remember back in the day hearing it was like stored in your spine. Yeah. And then hot water could trigger it and like bring it back. It beats me. Because <clears throat> I had a buddy me. of mine that swore that happened. PCP on acid. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. And the only reason I can like, I was groaning over here is because I also accidentally smoked PCP on weed once. Mm-hmm. Some dirt bag was passing a joint around and thought it was hilarious. And I had a terrible outer body everything turned purple and puke all over my shoes experience mm-hmm. but i can't imagine doing that while tripping yeah i have also been told that for people that have just done pcp on its own that when i tell them about that trip that it's uh like yeah that's that's a weird mixture that that happened with you because um people talk about obviously you back I remember first hearing a PCP with the with the guy the that warnings. was taking on seven cops. Yeah, you know, jumping off buildings, raging out. Yeah, like you, the cops couldn't take yeah. him down. He would turn into Superman. Um, but then other people were telling me that their biggest issue on it was they struggled looking at anything because they had this crazy trip of depth perception. That you know, if you looked at this book, all of a sudden it's just like. Right, right there in your face, and everything's like. <laughs> that what? was sort of my experience. Okay. I was standing in the woods outside of a campfire, and I literally, um, well, not literally, because it was all subjective experience. But I was looking down at myself from overhead, like an outer body experience, except not cool at all. Right, like if right. it was like <clears throat> playing in a video game, and that was my avatar, and I wasn't first person shooter anymore. Yeah, like I, I would try to walk, and I would just be looking down at myself and trip over shit but i couldn't see like out of my own eyes mm-hmm. it made no sense yeah and i yeah. was just like oh no this is awful <laughs> yeah kind of like especially if it sneaks dreams. up on you because you don't know you're oh. smoking it it's a whole different world when you don't know what you're on yeah for the record i had no idea until like hours later yeah i just thought i'd lost my mind <laughs> i mean back in the day with like the merry pranksters and that whole thing, when they were going around just dosing parties, and no one knew, just because they thought that it was going to be this great idea to open everyone's minds. It you know, only and, works if you tell them, though. Uh, right, exactly. You <laughs> know? Otherwise, they think they've gone batshit crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> the main guy that started that was actually, I guess, provably part of that government program where they were giving um, acid to guys in the military, and... Seeing how I it affected them, yeah, yeah. So, but they even had the like the courtesy to tell them, right? They, they did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he claimed that after he did that, that it just opened his mind so much that he just instantly was, you know, had the thoughts that I don't, I don't want to carry a gun. I want to mm. kill people. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I that think that sense uh, of connectedness you get to all living things. Yeah. See, I, I've always got that um, more from. I did from. LSD, but I tend to get it even more from uh, shrooms. And when they talk about, yeah, when they talk about shrooms, like medicinally for depression, anxiety, this and that. Yeah. Like microdosing kind of stuff. I absolutely get that. Because I've 
I, you know, when I would do shrooms, I would never, I wasn't the guy that was just like, oh, I'm eating a whole bag and let's lose my mind. Um, I liked that introductory feeling that wasn't really all about the visuals and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that just kind of not in control. I liked the aspect of it that, um, I don't know, I feel like I could sit there during a riot and be kind of in the middle of it. And if I'm on shrooms, yeah. I would be kind of like, wow, this is this is peculiar. You could still be functional. Yeah. Or I would just not react to it in a negative way even. Yeah. I could have just this crazy stuff going on around me. Like, wow, why would, why would someone do that? Yeah. Like, huh. You know, you just kind of, it always made me feel like omniscient in a way. You yeah. know, like you're just bird's eye viewing everything that's going on and you just feel like this connectedness to to everything and like i always felt like a peace and a, a calm that's right that I, I i i mean literally would before microdosing became a thing i remember always thinking that there is a aspect of that that i would be fine with being part of my mentality all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you say microdose, generally, like scientifically, that's supposed to mean that you have zero noticeable effect, mm-hmm. which I don't know anything about that. And I don't know if that's good or not, but um, I know what you're talking about. Because if I, you know, just eat like a half a gram of mushrooms, which is not enough to even come up, but you definitely feel different. Oh, yeah. It's not like point one. Half a gram, you can you can tell you ate it. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting about it, I've never heard it described the way you said is omniscient, is like, well, one of my practices in life is to try to maintain like presence and awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you're going throughout life. But mm-hmm. I always have to stop myself and like focus on my breathing or become body aware. I have to do something to like become like aware of mm-hmm. me instead right. of getting lost in outside attention. But when you eat that half a gram... Maybe a quarter gram for some people. I don't know. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. It's almost just like you could just stay there. Mm-hmm. Like, just, yeah. you're always aware. Yeah. Inter- I, it's interesting. Yeah, I've I've done it the biggest percentage of time at concerts, you know, where I've just, or camping or just out in the woods and, you know, concerts and stuff, I would, you know, there's, it's always fun, but you might look over and yeah, some people getting into it or acting a fool and doing this and that. And just nothing. It's like, I, so there's that theory of, which is very difficult um, for a lot of people to do. Not saying that it's super easy for me, but one of the ideas that I try to be aware of, of just in life, kind of like what you were talking about, is that, you know, the idea that no one can make you mad, for example. You choose to be mad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you chose to be mad at that. Right. That guy didn't make you mad when he did whatever he did. You chose to be. You know, having that mentality um, is not easy. But for me, when I'm, you know, was on like shrooms, that mentality kind of became normal before I even knew about that mentality. You know what I mean? Like, a, like right now, talking about reading it, you know, like in Buddhism and, you know, different Taoist philosophies, you know, this idea of having really control over your mind and your thoughts and how you react to things and knowing that it is... It is your choice, you know, to feel this way or that way, because me amongst all people, I promise there's times I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. No, that dude made me mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I do not pretend to be like absolutely in control of that whatsoever, but I know that that is right. I know that feels right. I know that's a good headspace to be in if you can be there. 
And I felt like that, um, you know, mushrooms and, you know, microdosing to an extent or even enough to feel it a little, mm. um, made it to where that was just natural. You know, like no, I felt like nothing could make me mad. Nothing could upset me. I didn't look around the, I don't look at the crowd, the group of people that I'm in and get that bullshit that, you know, your, your ego, your, all the stuff that gets in the way of just things and life and all that. I, it seems like that was all gone and I would always just feel really clear headed, you know, cause for a lot of people, meditation and trying to not think of anything is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, being present, thinking about your body, all that. But, um, yeah, that's kind of, I think one of the most amazing things about, um, hallucinogens and some of those experiences that I've had is because I couldn't help but think that there's a side of me that feels like I don't care what I took. Something made that happen. And that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. You know? I definitely agree with that. But I think the real value in it is like, it's like a cheat code to get familiarity with that space. It's not something totally. you want to rely on. Right. You know, it's like a show, show you the way. Because, you know, you can turn anything into like... Well, you don't want your goal to, is to be have to take drugs all the time of any kind. Even a psychedelic, I think. A microdose right. maybe because it doesn't affect you too much. But yeah, I think it does work. Like you said earlier, you you get to keep something from your trips. Yeah, I think it can open up your... Open up your mind a little bit to, you know, just different thoughts. Like it's, I can never imagine like, I'm going to take shroom tonight and just like, I went to concerts, but I was like, I don't want to get in a bed. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. I, I don't want to do just, I don't know. Nothing feels like uh, natural with that is I don't want to do anything violent. Doesn't seem fun or just aggressive. Yeah. That's that interesting, kinda, isn't it? That's a shared thing. It seems like it. Yeah. I think like, I don't know what the data is, but just you don't hear of like people being violent on mushrooms and acid. Yeah. Like that's not really a thing. I'm sure it's happened, but there's always an exception, but it's definitely not the rule like alcohol. It's a, it's a, I'm trust me. I'm an expert. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Ran bars for years now. Like not everybody gets violent, but alcohol will always equate to violence in somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's some people that, that's why they call it angry drunks. Yeah. Some people just get happy. Some people just, get angry um but yeah i don't know i remember i'm trying to remember what it was it was like a movie or something and it stood out to me as like a line um it was something to do with never drink to make a bad day better always only drink to make a good day better you know like don't <laughs> interesting, yeah, yeah like don't use it as a crutch use it as because you know hey you like the taste and we've had a great day and let's have a drink you know it's not oh my god i have this terrible day i gotta do it like that's yeah. how i feel like it um, can easily be become a crutch like you were saying you can do anything when you rely on it is terrible but sure. i think for people that rely on you know some medications for you know depression anxiety this and that 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 maybe would be a good way to work your way out of that also you know maybe that's something yeah. that's more natural you know that might end up helping um but it's also all those things can be bad you hear about artists musicians all these people that get to a place where they have to quit this certain thing because now they feel like they can't be creative without it. Yeah. Now you feel like, yeah. you know, if I go out to a bar, I'm never going to meet a girl cause I can't talk until I've had so many drinks, Yeah. you know, and then I loosen up, you know, there's always those things that it's like, ugh. fine lines to ride. 
It's yeah. always a fine line to ride. Yeah, can always end up bad. Yeah, I've always I've pushed some of those lines too far and lost before. Oh, it's a yeah. That's something everybody should be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could happen I, to anybody. Yeah, I I feel not I'm not immune to it. I don't want it to sound at all that way, but um, anything I've ever done in excess that I didn't want to do anymore, I was always able to quit pretty easily. Smoking cigarettes, yeah. quit easy. You know, like certain things I wanted to stop doing for a while. Um, you know, if I was like, oh, I don't want to smoke weed anymore, I I just could. You know, I don't I yeah. don't think I have. I think everybody is susceptible to addiction, but I think some people have this like like addictive kind of personality. They have a mm-hmm. like a genetic thing that it's easier for them to a disposition. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was. That's right. was the word. That's right. All right, I'm gonna kill this fly <laughs> once and for all. Oh, he got away again. Me some chopsticks. Chopsticks, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of focus. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I could get the chopsticks pretty easy, but. The skill is not not gonna happen. Yeah, I talked about getting a tattoo one time of like hands holding chopsticks with a fly in it. I want a little banner that said "You beginner rock." <laughs> <laughs> like I, my karate kid tattoo. Yes, <laughs> I dude. I thought that was the coolest thing ever for like twenty years from when I was a kid until I saw um, what was that movie where they were like bending bullets and shooting the wings off of flies. Oh, wanted. Wanted, yeah, yeah. Like dude. When he shoots, a bullet, yeah, and he shoots the wings off the flies. I was like, oh, that's the new Karate Kid move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your head can just like slow it down. I wonder how many people really went to the shooting range. Like, man, can can you do that? Oh God, I hope not. And he just ends up just shooting the walls over here. <laughs> Somebody had to have got shot trying to do that. You know, that's a thing that probably happened. There should have been a disclaimer in that movie. Do not try <laughs> this at home. There is no magic bullet theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of physics would tell you a lot about curving a bullet. <laughs> right. Right, man. I actually not to get all on that subject, but I think that you'd movie, have to. I think you'd have to curve the atmosphere. Yeah, not not the bullet. A lot curve <laughs> yeah. science. Yeah, <laughs> that movie. I was so on board until the ending. I don't know. Sorry, everybody. If you love the ending, that movie. I was like at the end. I'm like, well, all this was, kind of fun what stuff. Happened? It was the basically the. the there's oh, a magical the f- loom, just the, the sheet of destiny that's weaving who people who should be killed or not, and they yeah. never explained like what. This magical yarn. We we found a magical bed sheet, and we just you know it just tells us who to kill. And I was yeah. just, I don't know. It just felt so dumb. Yeah. Like, is that really what they're? Is that really what they're doing with this movie? You're right. It is dumb. But then I think to myself, how accurate is that? <laughs> Out there, there is like a, a, a secret loom. Well. How accurate is that to like, how do we decide what's good and bad and who, what country kills what country? Oh, Jesus. It doesn't seem far off a secret loom. <laughs> right. It's all nuts. It all seems crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's mind blowing to me that we still live in a time where there's people out there that, you know, I always equate it in my head when I was a kid. Like you think you're a fucking Cobra commander and you're trying to rule the world. Like you, like that dumb shit that you still in your head mm-hmm. have this idea that that you, there's that there's bad guys that that's ever going to happen. That anyone really takes over and like you know bomb everything to take it over. It's like you really want to be like the ruler of a barren, shitty wasteland. Like it, yeah. it's oh, 
and the you know the stuff going on now like Israel that could have just like all the religion stuff and that's just oh you like this guy and this is your god and, and everything everybody kills each other for is insane yeah. to me I mean yeah it is insane what's scary to me is the amount of persuasive argumentation like now I don't trust it I don't like it when somebody doesn't just give you the information. Oh, yeah. When, when there's this emotional argument meant to make you feel some type of way and do all of this and then ask, you know what I mean? Like, I know a persuasive argument that's emotional mm -hmm. is trying to get me to believe something, yep. buy something, or do something. I'm yeah. like, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. But why did why why does it have to be presented that way? Yeah. Why can't they just why can't you just give me the information? Let me figure it out. Yeah, that's something. Um, it's it's curious to me. Yeah. And I don't trust any of it. No, that's that's something I've noticed over the last so many years, in particular. You know, everything got really polarized over the last so many years. If if you think the news is full of shit, yeah, probably I'm on board. Yeah. If you think. Only CNN's full of shit and Fox News is the gospel. Okay, we need to talk. You know, like, yeah. I think they're both bullshit. You know, yeah. I think they're both not telling you the truth. They're both, you know, they're it's a it's a product. You know, they're they're they want to be engaging. People forget that stuff. That it that is a product. It's their business. That's what I think too. You know, I don't it, think they it, have a secret agenda. It's yeah, I think it's a product. You realize that um, negativity um, gets so much more reaction than positivity. Um, you know. Just the way the news is, the way something is on social media, yeah. you get so much more of a reaction from negativity. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to mankind tonight at 11. Or it's the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind and you might be eating it for dinner. You're watching that. Yeah. You know, the, the best thing, you're like, yeah, maybe I'll catch it. Yeah. But um, they, talking to older people, like my, my parents, this and that, they they feel like they grew up in a time where news broadcasters actually didn't want you to know their political affiliation. They didn't oh, want you to know if they were Democrat, Republican, liberal, yeah. because it discredited them as reporters. And it wasn't about swaying you either way. It was about, well, this is what happened today. This is the information on what's going on. If you like that, you like it. If you believe in that thing or whatever, there you go. You know, and when the news was able to be categorized as entertainment which a lot of people don't realize it actually like your local news is probably some of the best stuff to watch because it'll just tell you someone bombed this today and blah 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 but yeah. the cnn's the foxes and all msnbc's and all that stuff are actually categorized as entertainment news yeah. that's kind of how they it's like that you know scripted reality show yeah you know it like, is and so it's they don't really have the uh they don't have to go through the same channels as like the written word you know, like you have to vet sources to be in the Wall Street Journal. You know, you have to do that mm -hmm. kind of stuff to be able to say these things. That used to be the sued. norm. Yeah. I mean, if there was, if they had the word news on it and journalism, like that used to be required. That if your bias or your opinion leaked out onto that, you would be ridiculed in that industry. Yeah. And people wouldn't read your shit anymore. Yeah. And now it's the, like it's the opposite. It seems like in most publications. Yeah, it seems like the people that go the most hard on one way or another are the most popular shows. Yeah. On like on news, you know, the ones that yeah, are... Yeah, which is certainly why everybody's doing it now. Because yeah. they need to get viewers for advertisers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's corrupt, though? I don't buy it. 
I think they're just uh, trying to get views and sell advertising. And then I d it seems like it might be a conspiracy because they pick teams. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think they pick teams because you can't piss everybody off. Right. You have to, you know, you have to be on somebody's team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you pick a blue team or a red team or whatever, but. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm... Or do you think it's really corrupt special interests, the government controlling the media and special oh, interest groups, f you way know, pharmaceutical companies? It's, it's hard because I could see that, but then I also could see that, um, you know, I keep using CNN and Fox because that just seems the obvious huge, two yeah. of like, you know, yeah. the, you know, right and the left. Um, it seems like at some point they, neither one of them were like that. And then they just started realizing who their products, who's buying their product the most. Yeah. And so they start catering to who's selling their product. Right. I mean, it's no different than if. Yeah. Like what crazy sudden, shit do they want to hear? Let's tell them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like that with, you know, any type of business. If all of a sudden everybody was just wanting, you know, this certain type of liquor. At, at a bar you run well, that and it becomes a thing you're, yes. you're going to start making that if like wow suddenly everybody is leaning more towards cocktails than beer right you're going to do more of that well you know? that and there was an urgency because they're dramatically losing traffic to yeah. the internet and other sources so with that kind of urgency like survival becomes a thing oh yeah and, and that makes them do whatever i think yeah it's very um you know sensationalized too you know like the stuff that they follow and make so i think one of the other problems honestly on that subject is that i don't think there needs to be 24 hour fucking news man there's just not that much <laughs> you know just say, say what's up and move on to the next day because when it became 24 hours you have to ah, just keep true. regurgitating something and finding something that's why not that i don't give a shit but like you know, you know the hurricane that's coming towards Florida or something. Let's say that's that's local news, man. Yeah. Every once in a while to be like, hey, this is what's going on in Florida, and if hey, it gets bad and people need help and you you know all that stuff, awesome. But like, that's true. Second by second, it becomes following a hurricane. It becomes like, like conditioning at some point. Yeah. Like now you're like being voluntarily being brainwashed into being scared to death of this fucking hurricane while you live in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that affects your life, man. Yeah, you know, it, sure. They just have to have something to talk about all the time. So they yeah. have to, you know, because I got sucked into it with the news thing for a while there. Um, and then I remember my brother, it was during all this stuff with quarantine and, you know, polarization and, and all this stuff that happened. Um, my brother, I think it was, put up a post, said something about like, hey, if you want to have a really great day today, turn off the news. And I was mm. like, man, that's a solid idea because I was just sitting there watching the world crumble, you know, every day yeah. in quarantine, you know, you're just watching all, all of this stuff because no one's really ever experienced anything like that in recent generations yeah. since plagues and, and all that. And when I turned it off and just stopped paying attention to it, um, same with social media, when I catered it more to what I wanted to interact with, um, my day was so much better. Yeah, And, and I did catch myself and, it, and I was... Flat out disappointed in myself when I was realizing that, man, I was I was sitting here enjoying my day, having a drink, whatever, and then I'm scrolling through something and some asshole runs his mouth about this and that mm -hmm. and then some fight ensues online and everybody's talking about blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, now I'm kind of pissed and I'm irritated. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't help anything, you know, and then realizing that 
tell me if you've ever seen it, but especially during that period of time, I don't think I saw a single one of these political COVID back and forth, whatever subject it is where somebody said, you know, huh, I never thought of it that way. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I think you have changed my mind, right, sir. Yeah. You know, it's just, nope. you know, spitting each other's feelings on faces, man. Just, yeah, there's, nobody's listening. There's no conversation, you know, like right. there's waiting for your turn to talk and there's coming up with your, you know, your just agenda that you feel like you're on board with, but a real conversation about a lot of these things, you should go into it being open to change your mind, you know, or at least understand yeah. why someone thinks that way. Cause that's a whole different level too. You can, when you understand why someone thinks differently than you about something, I feel like the way you think about that particular thing is less judgmental or angry or aggressive. You know, it's yeah. more like, well, you know, I get that. I, I personally think a different way, but sure. I'm not mad at you for it. You know, like, yeah, it's a hard thing. It's a difficult thing because obviously a good conversation is like seeking the truth and a new idea or something, you know, learning from each other, trying to figure something out together. But we have this like animal inside of us that wants to win shit all the time. Yeah. Um, Especially turn it into a debate, then defeat another person. Yeah. Which is cool. But what if you're wrong and you win? Right. Damn it. Yeah. That's that's you're, kind you're, of just as scary. Yeah. You know, with, with some of the stuff, because I feel like it's happened a lot. Yeah. And especially when you learn that there is actually um, a real scientific reason um, that gets involved in like the art of conversation. Um, your brain, the way it fires and the way your neurons connects to the part of your brain reacts exactly the same um, when someone is trying to prove you wrong about something you believe in as getting punched in the face. Like when you get hit in the face and they yeah. got a brain scan on you, it reacts the exact same way as a debate over, you know, COVID ain't real or whatever it is at the time. Fox News, you know, CNN's awesome. You know, whatever it is you're debating about. Your brain is reacting in the same way as being in a physical altercation with someone. That's, true. That's why it becomes fight or flight. That's why people double down on everything and it gets angry. That's why whenever you're in a conversation with somebody, and I used to know some people like this that would be when they start to lose the conversation, suddenly it's just like, whatever, man, you can kick my ass. Oh, yeah. Then you you actually technically know at that point you've won that conversation because sure. they're now reverting to something they think they can win. Yeah. Um, but you really don't want the person to get defensive. No, no, you can't. You can't get anything out of them. No, that'll help you if you make them defensive. You want the opposite. Actually. Yeah, it's so interesting what you're talking about with the the way we react defensively to being attacked. Yeah, not just attacking our reputation, but even attacking our ideas. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that you say that reminds me of stoicism, actually. Okay. Um, Actually, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. Stoicism? Yeah. Okay. It's like, um, it was a secular practice of like how to operate in the world and govern ourselves before, um, well, it happened about the time of Christianity. It was ancient Greek, old Greek, not ancient, okay. I guess, just old Greek. But anyway, that's one of the major ideas is that you need to separate your ideas from your feelings. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you let things, you, ideas become your identity, part of you, yeah. then you have to defend them. Yeah. You, you, part of you gets hurt right. when you lose them, you know. 
And ideas and beliefs, I think, are very different. I that's what I, happens yeah. to an idea if it gets too close to you. It becomes a belief. And then that's this yeah. thing that you identify as yourself and a part of you. You know, I think ideas are open to change. Beliefs don't seem to be so much. It's like you people just really associate that with who they are. And now you're attacking mm-hmm. me as a person by going against that. You, yeah. you know, because... I mean, I think most of us would say if you look back on all the times that you calmly thought about something and had a chance to react versus the times that you just had a quick emotional reaction, Mm -hmm. probably the time you had a chance to think about it a little bit is better. You know, that's why so so many arguments end up with later on, you're like, man, sorry, I was a dick, you know? Yeah, so you're definitely going to have to look into stoicism because like what you just said is almost like verbatim the core idea of the entire practice. Okay. It is, it's the idea of, of how you react to the things around you. Yeah. Is the, is the control, the influence you have. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think, um, definitely check that out. Dude, it, uh, we see a lot of reacting now. Almost everything is reacting. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's so easy to not get that reaction. I, I actually do it quite a bit in day-to-day life because, I mean, you know, I've tattooed you before. I feel like right now we're doing the same thing we did every time I tattooed you. It's just yeah. I'm not tattooing. I get right. to just like hang out. And now I can listen a little better because I'm not in pain. In pain, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I've noticed that um, if you talk about something with somebody that you know maybe you have different views on, if you can start it off and find a way that to talk about that and start off surrendering and coming their way, find something about mm-hmm. um, what they're saying that you agree with or yeah. something that this president did that you agree if you don't like him then it opens them up and and now they're like oh you know that then you're they're listening a little more and they'll be able to actually have a conversation and that fight or flight thing never happens and that is always a better way to talk but you also have to be able to you know kind of kill your ego a little bit and be willing to you know submit yourself to a to an open conversation because it does seem like it's there is an amount of submission to it, you know. Yeah. Um, just going I, I have hard a trick for that. I have oh, a trick you? for that. I find it difficult to just find something to agree with somebody first, um, well, unless it's somebody that I easily agree with. Like you, we share a lot of similar ideas. Absolutely. But I also like to talk to people that I don't agree with shit. Yeah. That they think. Yeah. Um, and my trick for them is I just pretend that I don't have a bit of view or opinion or a side i'm like man i don't even know what to think about that yeah what do you think yeah <laughs> and that opens people up they're like oh clean slate <laughs> yeah I'm about to tell them everything i think but then the, the real key i think is to show people respect mm-hmm. even when they say crazy shit that it's offensive to me i'm like i don't agree with that yeah but it sounds like you've thought about it, and I respect you. You know what I mean? You can keep that opinion. Yeah. Just just so we're clear, that was so offensive. I'm not taking that. It's not becoming part of me, though. Right. Like, right. I don't... I'm not going to agree with you there. Yeah. But I'm yeah. open. Tell me about it, Brody. Yeah, there's, 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 there's an art that. to that, because that's, yeah. that's what needs to happen. Because yeah. there's been shit that I've been wrong, like, really, really wrong about. Mm-hmm. I thought an idea was so atrocious... Mm-hmm. and horrid 
And I found out later, just I had all of the conditions and circumstances wrong. I had the context out of order. Mm-hmm. And the, it was actually, it wasn't a horrible idea. Right. You know? Yeah. So, you, man. You see a lot of that. uh see a lot of that nowadays. I mean, I think it's interesting how people get really riled up about things that um actually don't affect them at all mm-hmm. in their day-to-day lives. That's right. You know, right now, some of the big hot-button issues and topics, you know, people really go out of their way to pick it and, and have some stance for that. The interesting thing to me is that that doesn't affect you whatsoever. You know, like, no one, especially the stuff that I feel like, you know, if, if there is a uh, scenario in this particular topic that it does actually harm someone else okay that's different but there's so many of the topics that go on that i feel like it's inappropriate it's an appropriate level of consideration it's so inappropriate and i think it's a it's a kind of control or something yeah um like why like there was a 72 year old man in chicago i think yesterday or the other day that stabbed a six-year-old to death over the uh, israel-palestine thing it's fucking. I mean, that's not funny. That's fucking nonsense. Like, wh- when I you mean, say it out, when you when you say it out loud, it's like, nonsense. But like, then, if you, the six year old have a that strong of a him and his mom, kind of impressed were, by him the and his mom were like Middle Eastern descent, and he the other guy was oh, an old God. whatever. Yeah. But anyway, like it's nonsense if you say it out loud. But if you but if you you have to really take the leap to be try to be empathetic of somebody who does something terrible. Yeah. Not not to forgive them. Right. Uh, but try try to understand like how could you get so upset about a war happening that many thousands of miles away to where you would change the world around you to such a violent degree. Yeah. That's an inappropriate level of participation <laughs> in a global Yeah. In a faraway thing. Not saying it's not important or we don't need to be informed or maybe we maybe we do need to even pick a side to support and stuff. I don't know the answers to that. But I know we don't need to just start killing each other in our neighborhoods from a war that's happening on the other side of the planet. It makes no sense. It's inappropriate. Yeah, especially when you you kinda wanna, you know, talk to this guy, for example, and just a couple simple questions, like just curious. Um how is that war affected by what you did? Had you not done that? I mean, how about just the, other than the community around you that lost this little kid, you know, that uh, did nothing fucking wrong. You're six. You couldn't have done anything wrong to, to deserve uh, that. I don't care what the hell you yeah. said. I'm sure reason had left him long before he did that. Yeah. Like, but he must have gotten so emotional about it. Yeah. And that's the danger you're talking about of getting too involved with something or watching news for 24 hours a day and just feeling you with filling you with yeah rage. man human beings human beings are like what do they say permeable membranes we're like intuitive oracles you can only live in something so long before it becomes all of you yeah and then apparently you have to feel like you need to really be involved in it and yeah that's what you decide to do about it you know and i think with some of these differences people need to remember also um the people that dislike uh, a, this religion, this race, to the point of you know doing violent things, you know this, this gender, this thing, is like the the one that blows my mind the most is, um, okay, so you're, bro, you're so proud to be white, 
let's let's think about what pride means. In my world, looking it up, it means to be proud of an accomplishment. You know, something you've worked towards doing and that you've accomplished. And I am proud that I did this cool tattoo. I'm proud that I've made this business and I did that. What did you do to be white? What did you do to be any color? There's no one marching down the street that's saying, you know, oh, people that have left arms. Fuck yeah. Everybody, we're having a all get together for people with skin. You know, you didn't do anything to achieve it, which is different than being maybe proud of like a background, you know, where you came from. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you feel like you are better than just because of something you had nothing to do with and the way you were born, you could have easily been born any other gender, any other race, whatever. It's just like interesting that the one thing you were the most proud of in your life is the one thing you didn't have shit to do with. (laughs) Like you, you don't have anything else to occupy your time to be more proud of. It's like, bro, you need a hobby. You go buy a fucking kite, build a model, dude. (laughs) Like, you know, like take a culinary class. Yes. You know, how in the fuck are you that proud Mm. of the one thing that you had nothing to do with? Yep. You know, and there's so many versions of that. It is. The older I get, the the harder it is for me to wrap my hand around so many of the stupid things that divide human beings. I like um, Samuel Sam Harris's take on it. Um, he's a philosopher, neuroscientist, um, deep, good deep thinker, very objective man. His his solution to the whole um, thing is. It reminded me when you said it is that um, as soon as the color of somebody's skin or whatever becomes as trivial to us as the color of somebody's eyes, that's the answer. Yes. And I think that's so right, dude. Yeah. I, I just, I think, you know, when all these laws, all this stuff was happening, wouldn't it have been cool if the laws in a country would have been based on a mannequin in the corner that you don't know shit about? Are you a human? Yep. Do you live in this country? Sure do. Well, you get to do what everybody else gets to do. If you do this job, you get paid the same. If you love this person, mm-hmm. you get to marry him and do whatever. Like, why yep. do we need to know all of the personal life of everybody's stuff to for them to be able to have, like, the same rights as someone else? You know, like, all of that should just be the ideas that that of evolving, I think, is when that's all wiped away and we don't consider that and it doesn't matter because it doesn't yeah well you're right but i also don't get too uh, been out of shape too like because i remember it's still new for us right for the world yeah this idea of like you know unalienable rights for all humans is is a new thing and that fucked up that it is though it is fucked up when you think about it yeah in a weird way that you know just be what is it was it because you went to another country and you had never seen people that looked like this. It's the power of convention, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way so, it was before. That's the way it'll always be kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, so I just automatically Well, it makes like you wonder what, though, what conventions do we have that we don't notice that are stupid? Oh, I'm sure we have a lot of them. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's more than you think, more than you want to think. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. I think that, <laughs> if you want to know what they are, eat a bunch of mushrooms. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll be like, yeah. why do I do that? <laughs> yeah. Apparently take ayahuasca. You're going to come face to face with all of yeah. your terrible shit. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it that separates me from if I agree with it, like it, this and that, or, or whatever is also, you know, it doesn't really, 
affect me? You know, like I have these conversations with people that I tattoo. I tattoo people on the left. I tattoo people on the right. Yeah. I talk to them all day long, mm. every day. I'm I like that, that about puts you. on headphones, which is fine if you do. But you're, you're, I, not, you're not even that quick to, to feel like you need to agree with something or not, or form a judgment or opinion at all. You just are sort of participating. I think that's a really lost art, dude. That's a special power. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, but I think every, <laughs> I like doing. I think it. everybody needs to practice that a little bit. Like, just because you hear something doesn't mean you need to join a team and burn some shit down. Right. Like, you can just learn about it. Yeah. Or could you have met this person and hung out with them, went to a concert, become friends with them, and not know every single opinion they have on every political social event in the world? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you could have friends that, like, fuck, actually, I mean, I assume maybe he thinks this way about it, but we never really talked about it. When we hang out, we're talking about the new John Wick movie and having drinks and talking about, you know, philosophy or whatever it is, you know, that it became now like people, I was blown away when I've had clients tell me that they're, you know, that are single, that are wanting to meet someone and they get on match or, or whatever your chosen one is and I guess now it's pretty common that people will put something like, um, if you don't like Trump, don't even bother. Oh no. You know, or if, or if you don't like Biden, don't even bother, you know, and it's interesting because, um, my in-laws politics and dating boy. Yeah. My in-laws for years were one of them, uh, was Democrat when they voted and the other one was Republican. They've been married for 30 something. I don't know. Why not? Years. And and that was kind of more normal, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now the idea that, you know, you're not going to get to mingle with and have these discussions and all the stuff that we're talking about because you're all just, you know, you're separating that to where you don't even want to have those discussions anymore. You just want to sit in a room of people always that agree with you so you never have to challenge your own thoughts and your own emotions or feelings about something. When you say it like that, it really makes me notice the the line of divide getting wider. Mm-hmm. Like well, there's always a little bit of a divide, but but it's definitely widened deeply. Yeah. In the last ten years, fifteen years. Here's the weird one with that is it's almost kind of like you talking about um you know is the news really corrupt or is it just a business? You know that conversation is talking to people day in and day out like I do. People aren't, at least the people I talk to on different sides of the aisle, aren't as extreme no. as I feel like the, the internet, news the is in, making us feel like. The internet is. isn't real, bro. The news and, isn't real either. <laughs> I know. I'm convinced now. Like I agree. Like, I'm a scientist, too. That's one thing I, I do have some practice at is science. And I rely on the, the scientific method when, like, when logic fails. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what what is the evidence what is the variables here? What is what is this equal? And what I can figure out is the fucking social media and internet isn't even real. Yeah. The real world, I can go out in it right now and it won't sound anything like that one. No. At all. No, not at all. Um, not, there is not a good representation of people on talking on there. And unfortunately... I, I think the moderate people have gotten quiet. Yeah. Um, but most people are moderate, I think. Yeah. I knew we were going to do this, though. Like, you know, I get these ideas like, oh, man, make sure to ask Tim about his 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 business and his 
and his family and all this promotional, the good fun stuff to to say. And I'm like, you know, as soon as me and you get together, we just go right Start into Start talking. <laughs> yeah, into the, with no format. Yeah. Just, that's why it's fun to talk to you, though. Yeah. We cross paths well. a lot. And it, it's always like that. We, like, see each other. And I'm like, yeah, we just start talking. I'm like, man, we should, like, formally do this sometime. Yeah. So it's cool to get to do it. It is. Yeah, because, you know, it's nice to nice to talk to people that are open-minded about different stuff and not feel like, you know, like we we're the conversational dance I was talking about earlier, not feeling like you're really doing that. Right. You know, knowing that it's... You're not as worried about offending this person or, you yeah. know, th- this and that with what you say. Someone that actually is going to take that in and, and give you a chance. I, I think that's why um, people get pissed. But I think that's why there are some people with podcasts that do really well because they actually let people speak. You know, they like, hey, just because it's not something that is popular or you might not agree with doesn't mean that you can't give that person a chance to to say what they say, you know, I agree. Or, or, you know, I think that you have to have that. I think freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of saying stuff. I agree with, you know, and it's turned into that sometimes, you know, but it has, it has, there's, there's this sort of like tyrannical totalitarianism approach happening. I don't think that we have a person behind it, but definitely like it happened to where you couldn't, have an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. or you would get hurt yeah you didn't exactly have a guy behind a curtain with a gun to your head like it was in the soviet union not too long ago mm-hmm. but it wasn't too far off yeah you know you you would lose your job and maybe your kids and shit if you said some people didn't like yeah and then it kind of got to where people also didn't want to risk associating with people right and then it got to where p- people weren't allowed to platform people mm-hmm. and i'm like man that's a bad idea I agree. The free exchange of ideas is is how this country operates. It doesn't mean the ones you like. Yeah. It means all of them, even the really shitty ones. And people are like, oh, you can't. They're afraid that if people are allowed to spread bad ideas. It'll grow. It'll grow. Yeah. You can't. That you can't approach it that way. That you, the good ideas and the truth, you have to count on them. You have to have faith in them to win. Yeah. And you don't want the bad ideas hidden from you. You want to know where they are. Right. You want to encourage people to say what they think and they feel deep down inside. I really believe that. Yeah. Because you... what do you want? Do you want like your kid's coach to secretly be a Nazi? <laughs> Or would you rather, rather know, know about it because you like he was <laughs> right. allo- he's allowed to express his terrible ideas? ideas. Yeah, so, because then you you know you get choices to make at that point. Like maybe we don't make this guy the coach, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Maybe that's that doesn't work. I yeah, think, yeah, because I think a lot of the bad ideas like that are going to end up working themselves out in, in a negative, or they way get socialized the out. Yeah, like I mean, he finds out that nobody likes that idea, or you. Right. So maybe I need to work on this idea. I mean, there were times where I've had the thought of, um, you know, like in Indiana, when um, there was the thing that happened with the um, bakery that didn't want to make the cake for the gay wedding, you yes. know, and then we passed the Religious Freedom Act, and then that got overturned. We had to make, and, we had to make a law about it or something. Yeah, and, and all of that. Um and you know that this can't happen, and 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 all that. And you know, I am on the side of 
yeah, I, I'm very liberal when it comes to um, that kind of stuff. I think, hey, I don't care who you marry, who you love, what you do. Right. That, that's your world to, you know, but that, do you that's think your you right should make people make cakes for them if they don't want to? Well, that's what I was about to say, is that there was part of me that felt like if you want to say that you don't serve gay people in your restaurant or you don't serve this type of person at your restaurant, maybe you let them. But just put a sign on the door so everybody knows you're a fucking asshole. And people stop going to your damn restaurant. You know, like maybe yeah. if you, maybe if they did if they did that, you know, it's like yeah. like, well, don't don't go there now. Cause like right. I would wonder, and I understand the, you know, the feeling probably of, of what that's gotta be like to have someone treat you like Shitty, that. that yeah. That's terrible. The problem's complicated. Is, I'm not saying the problem's not complicated. I, I agree. It's 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 but terrible. But the solution seems simple to me. Because what do you really do? Well, like, I wonder... Well, what happens if you make people make cakes for people they don't want to? What happens? Yeah, you're going to end up like eating a lot of spit and urine. <laughs> it's just like, you know... I mean, it isn't... It's like you said earlier, people don't just start agreeing with you because you get loud or forceful or... Right. If you are required to do something. Well, now... So that that's the... You know, that's that double-edged sword is I get why that sucks. Um, I get why that's not cool. But I also get kind of what you were saying with that um, scenario with the uh, you know, the Nazi coach is, well, now we got this yeah. shitty bakery in yeah. town that we know how they feel. You know, now you're not yeah. like secretly, you know, spinning on the cake when you see a gay couple come in. You know, at least now we know well, I'm not going to be a patron of that particular business because, you know, they run it in a way that I think sucks, you know? I, right. You know, that. so in some ways that coming out is kind of good for that cause because now yeah. you know who the asshole in town is that you don't agree with or, or whatever, you know? Like, sure. I just, I don't think there's, like, that's one of the subjects I was thinking of earlier when yeah. I was kind of talking about how... um the stuff that people get so upset about that doesn't affect them. You know, if your neighbors move next to you and they're gay or transgender or they're whatever, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't bother you whatsoever. Yeah. And so to me, like, it's hard for me to imagine that you're not a little bit mean. If your MO is, I'm just going to go and I'm going to pick it nonstop. So these two people that love each other can't love each other that I'm never going to meet. I'm never going to know. I'm never going to hang out with. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to spend all of my time to make someone's daily life unhappy when it doesn't affect you. Yeah. You think that's like inappropriate activism? It's just like, I just don't think, uh, and this is probably a very touchy subject, but I don't know. They all are anymore. yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think Jesus, for example, was probably seemed to be way cooler than than a lot of people that follow him. I mean, Gandhi had this quote. That I thought said, you were going to say he was gay. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there's an argument. I was like, how much trouble do you how much trouble do you want to get in, bro? I was like, I'm about to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think someone's burning this place down. Yeah, as we right. Speak. Um, no, it, that like uh, you know, it's it's interesting that. Um, Gandhi had a quote that was, I think your Christ was an amazing person. Too bad your Christians are nothing like him. I like that one a lot. I do too. That was Gandhi? I yeah. thought it was Dalai Lama. No, you're right. That was Gandhi. Maybe it was. It was no, one of them. I think it was Gandhi. Yeah. That's, right. I guess that's what I thought. Um, 
and I and I see that in in a lot of people, and I think there's some people that get really turned away from religion because of this and that. I think it's just, and re, religion is something I don't particularly adhere to as far as I don't call myself a this or a that in an organized way whatsoever. But I've always been enthralled by it. It's always been so interesting to me, uh, you know how how it works and people feel a certain way in such a hardcore manner about certain issues that they don't remember that the guy that they based their life on, you know, you without sin cast the first stone. What was he doing at that time? Protecting a, basically like a prostitute, a lady who was cheating out on her yeah. husband and yeah. all, all this I'm, stuff. I'm with you hundred percent. Like, you wait, know, what, like, what are we talking about? The guy that never went to church and that flipped over tables and thank you and the only violent thing he ever did was it was homeless money collectors and at the synagogue that's yeah. when you got the it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven yeah but right i've brought up to people that i know personally well these conversations that i know i can have them with that and i'm not even saying it's good or bad politically um about it's not really about that but it's interesting to me that if you're extremely right on the right side politically mm. and Christian, because I don't think you would vote for Jesus to be president. No I don't problem. think you would let Jesus be in charge of border security because Jesus would be like, no, man, we got all this money. We got abundance. We got all this money, all this food, <laughs> yeah. all this shit. Fuck Share yeah. It. I don't need to know why you need to come here. It's a better yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, he would be taking money yeah. from rich people. He would be Bernie Sanders. He would be taxing the rich to, to make better lives for everybody. I mean, that literally tipped over the tables of the merchants at the synagogue. You shouldn't right, even yeah. be in here collecting money. You should be giving money to these people. Yeah. You know, like it's so that separation is interesting to me that like if mm -hmm. you had Jesus come back and run on a platform and not tell people it's Jesus, I think a lot Dude, of people that are religious get, would hate him. He wouldn't even get into McDonald's. Yeah. Like, no shoes, no shirt, bro. Come on. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Homeless guy. Uh, dude, it back. wouldn't go well for him. <laughs> like, yeah. 200 years from now, we'd be wearing little electric chairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we'd kill him again, probably. You know? Yeah, we wouldn't even... We probably wouldn't even be smart enough to... To follow through with a prophecy, he probably wouldn't even get that much attention. Yeah, it sucks to think about. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not a, I'm not saying I'm a, a huge Jesus fan or something, but it sucks for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I would vote every day, twice on Sunday, for people to have the rights for their religion. Um, I just would love if the majority of those people would also vote for things that would allow me not to be. You know, like if I don't. Yeah. You know, if I, you know, I think it's an even ground to, I know when you believe in a certain thing, it is hard to separate that from how you think about politics. So well, that's I think religious why... people are as guilty as everybody else, because yeah. we are talking about like layers of things like, okay, there's like God and then there's Jesus and other religions have different names and different books. But then mm -hmm. there's, then there's like the Bible and then there's the idea of Christianity as a whole. Right. Right. Those things all really kind of make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then you start to lose me when you start organizing it with these groups of different kinds of churches with special interests mm -hmm. that are trying to accomplish something like socio-politically, and yeah. they, they have their own agendas, yeah. and they're clearly trying to keep their building full, mm -hmm. just like a news channel is trying to keep viewers, and they just, from there you start to 
I think from there is where things start to go wrong for some people. Yeah. And clearly, I've not been to every church in America because that would take five lifetimes. It'd be hard to get every church in Kokomo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a new one. So I'm sure there's some day. amazing ones out there that. Oh, yeah. And what sure. I do, what I do know people. is even churches that probably really fuck shit up really bad. They still do awesome stuff for their communities. They do. That's something people... They're do. always there for each other. Yes. That's something they don't get... I feel like... Um, I, I think there's a lot of atheist assholes. You know? I think there's a lot oh, of people yeah. that, you know, like you push your atheism in people's face just as much as, you know, someone knocking on your door. You're yep. like, oh, don't put your That's a belief religion too, yeah. in my face. You know, I don't want your religion in my face. But then you're all over social media shitting on anybody that says... Thoughts and prayers to the victims in Israel. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. that means bullshit and blah, blah, blah. You know, so you're kind of doing the same sure. thing. You're, you're an anti-belief. That's still a belief. Yeah. I mean, atheism as a word is weird that it exists. There's not a word for people who don't believe in fairies. You know, like there's not really words for th- people who don't believe in something. And that's the only one because, like, I don't know, if, or we have to categorize that because it's such a big deal. Yeah. Like, as far as people that i don't understand how that works i know like agnostic isn't that the word for i don't know so basically every atheist is also agnostic because agnostic is like if there was proof i would believe it well that's everybody then like if i didn't if i'm telling you right now i don't adhere to christianity but then i look up and i'm like what the fuck in the sky parks fucking horns come out and white horses in the sky and people start flying up i'm like shit i was wrong as fuck I'm going to start praying. Well, and I think, you know, here's what I honestly think, even though you didn't ask. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it matters much. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because I think if you, like, rule all of that shit out, um, you have two choices. You can let, like, hedonism and bad ideas become your god and worship a pleasure and and stuff mm-hmm. or you can come up with a bigger vision for your life and 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 do what's useful for that so what has utility yeah for that and if you do that you, the first thing you find out is that all of these ideas that like it, you you can find them all in the bible mm-hmm. is there they're there because they're useful for what it takes to be an awesome human being and you can also find them in the quran yeah. And and Buddhism, you can find them in yoga yeah. and Zen and Buddhism, yeah. Hindu way of life. It's yeah. in all of them. It is. They're it's all like a, how to not be an asshole. And how, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, how, and how, how to, to spiritually evolve and the lessons of being a human being. They're all just in there, translated in different ways, and they're yeah. really useful things. So th- I kind of had this theory once when I was kind of trying to imagine, you know. God and religion and all this stuff and being real is, you know how um, you own a business, so you have, you know, multiple people that work for you, with you, all that. Um, You have kids, you know, stuff. So there's going to be this one person that works for you that when you tell the exact same news to, they want to hear it just flat out. They don't want, they, they don't want to be coddled about it. Then you got someone yeah. else that you got to baby step it. You got oh, this yeah. and that. Then you got someone else over here that you got to think, you know, you got to approach it this way. I'm like, what if that's just kind of like, well, I'm going to make a book and a way of life and a God that in this country, in this area, because that's how that's going to be received the best. And that's the vibe of these people. But then over in this area of the world, I'm going to drop this one. And it's all the same thing. It's like the... If there was a God that did them all, 
mm-hmm. you know, like you're just kind of teaching the same stuff in, in a different way, you know, and mm-hmm. because it is interesting how undifferent they are. Especially if you read them like less literally. Right. If you if you remove like the word for word part yeah. and, and you start just looking at the meaning. Yeah. Then they all sound really fucking similar. Really fucking similar. Yeah, there's yeah. not really one out there that's like, hey, you know, we we think murder's dope. You know? <laughs> like yeah. there's not really any of that. They're all they're all kind of super similar and have Yeah. Um, you Sometimes know. people point to the Quran and Islam and say, "Hey, there is a line in there that says murder's dope," but <laughs> right. there's it's also <laughs> full the of infidel. them that say the opposite. You know, so who knows? I mean, I think um, I think at best, if any of it's true, there's still a hint of man in it. You know, I think um, you know the Bible was supposedly written as like this filter through people, but it's still a filter. You know, I. I there's a lot of stuff in there where it's kind of like, and that's why all the different religions, you know, even in Christianity, oh, we believe this part of the book, but we don't believe this part of the book and this and that. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, the fact that women ain't shit in, in most religions, it's, you know, it's it kind of... seems clear to me that yeah, some of the ideas are um, have evolved. I understand the sacredness of not wanting to change stuff, not trying to evolve text too much that's useful. Especially if you believe it is literally the word of God. Yeah. I understand that. I'm like empathetic to that. It's a problem though. Yeah. It's a problem when there's some stuff in there that's just, um, we've discovered is clearly wrong. You know, like, like with all the sacrifices and stuff and treating women in a certain way is no longer acceptable. Right. But, you know, I'm not making a moral statement. I'm just saying like the Christians now don't treat their women like it says to in the Bible necessarily, right? right? So they've already decided we don't do that anymore, but we're still going to say that it's... It's still in there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's the, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, believing it in that way, but still understanding, you know, it is a filter. It is a little dated. You know, there is things that I think maybe were put in there for, you know, reasons, you know, um, at at best. I, I... that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, it's all bad, you know, because some of it is. Because, like I was saying earlier that, you know, there's a lot of atheist assholes. You know, there's a lot of people I know that are atheists that won't give Christianity or religion any credit. And that's bullshit. I don't see a lot of atheists out there that are going on missionary type things that are like bringing water to these, you know, places that struggle. I mean, they do a yeah. lot of really good charitable things you know mm-hmm. there's been sure. the idea that there hasn't been good in it and this is coming from someone who you know isn't a believer in it but i still think it has done a lot of good i, I think th- i think religion is amazing yeah there's I not mean, for me right i think it works for some people yeah i think it works for society and culture yeah until it becomes extreme or, think, you know, or it gets abused like everything gets abused yeah i think there's people out there that i Maybe need a weekly reminder to not be an asshole. Sure. You know, to not be a dick to it's their not, fellow man. The, the rituals of religion are not a bad idea at all. No. I mean, if you don't believe in any religion, it still won't hurt you to drop down to your knees and humble yourself and and make a prayer to be a better person. Yeah. Even if you believe you're the only one going to answer it. Right. It's still not a bad ritual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to send me your thoughts and prayers, that's good positive energy. 
There's yeah. nothing I'm mad. I'm not going to shit on you for that. That's... Email Tim Boer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all, of your prayers. All, of your, all of your thoughts and prayers. Please send yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that stuff I don't get mad about. I think there's a difference between someone who doesn't believe a, a, a certain thing versus seems to be mad about it. Like, I'm not out there trying to keep anyone from believing. That's, that seems like that's a dickhead thing to do, too. I, yeah, no prayers ever hurt me. Yeah, I agree. I One of my favorite quotes that... I guess I, I like a lot is from a Robert Langdon book. That's actually the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Um, he says, um, a faith is a gift that I have yet to receive. And to me, that's a, a good way to explain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much about it that I struggle with as far as, and most of it is the details. The You know, the idea yeah. that there's some energy thing that created it all. I don't know if it's a dude with the beard, you know, right. and all that. Yeah. That's like striking you down, watching you masturbate, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know if it's like that. Right. But the idea that there's something bigger that you cannot possibly understand that has something to do with the magic in this universe. Yeah. Sure. I mean, my grandparents were religious and they were... Uh, my whole family actually are, are were really good about doing that and not being judgmental. When I became a tattooer, my grandma was... Her reaction to it was, oh, wow, yeah, well, I've always been such a good artist. I bet you'd be yeah. really good at it. You, Didn't judge anybody as soon about as, it. As soon as you said that, it made me realize, I think, where super organized religion went wrong. I think they sort of became like this, um, oh, uh, let me say like Jordan Peterson says it, because he's a religious person, mm-hmm. but he criticizes the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, he calls them finger-wagging moral authorities. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. Like you're looking down on people, telling them how they should be. And that's not how you stop people. That's not how you get through to people. And he's right. Yeah. That's why I think there was a mass exodus from organized religion in our country. Yeah. There's a whole generation of people getting smacked by rulers and shit. Right. Telling them they're like, that was a bad strategy. Yeah. And that was my issue growing up in church that I was fortunately enough, you know, on a few occasions able to talk openly about um, with my grandparents was, I told them at one point flat out when I started thinking about things for myself and not just kind of going through the motions of, I call a tree a tree because I was told to, you know, when I started to really think about what it makes sense to me, um, one of the first things I was like, I, guys, I, I just can't get myself to have this fear that there's this little red horned guy with a pitchfork ready to burn me forever because yeah. of, you know, these decisions I made and, and this whole like bow, kneel, say my name stuff. It seems like King Joffrey from game of Thrones. And that's all we had when we think of a, a ruler, when these books were made, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, a real God that created all of this would be so much more, advanced beyond these terrible human emotions that we've been talking about in this conversation that yeah. you want to work to get over jealousy, anger, wrath, you know, like your God is an angry God, a vengeful God, a jealous God. Like I don't buy that part of it. You yeah, know, like, he because, sounds pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, these are things that the Dalai Lama, Gandhi, all these people, all philosophers yeah, we've met have pe- tried to overcome. We've met people that overcame more than that. God, you describe. Yeah. So it doesn't seem likely. Yeah. And so that that's the stuff that started leading me away from the organized, you know, version of religion and like mm-hmm. the actual just adherence to the book. And I think that it's it's difficult because um and it was like even hard for me. I I had residual effects at times 
And a lot of it just went back to being inundated with fear. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. This is speaking in tongues, really? hooting and hollering. I mean, you know. Shame. Oh, Is dude. this shame a thing? Yeah, it's a very fire and brimstone. Oh, man. Um, it's more like they're luring you in to their religion and, and the way they think you should be more out of fear of not being than out of the beauty of what they're selling. And I didn't, I never liked that. Selling, I always Selling fear is so suspicious to me. It is. And it's, it's so, so fucking easy too, though. You yeah, get somebody it, scared of something. That's why it's I mean, suspicious. Me and you had a great business plan based on it at one point we were talking yeah, about. You know, right. <laughs> I hate to say it that way. It wasn't technically just beer related, but it was a byproduct yeah. that, that would have sold the fuck out of shit yeah, had we yeah, done it. Yeah. So fear sells like a motherfucker. You know, it, it really it does. does. And and that's what gets asses in seats and seats and how I grew up. And so this idea of being able to get it out of my head that thinking this way doesn't mean I'm going to burn forever and have this terrible deal, you know, it, it, it's still in your head. Cause you were just, that's how you grew up. That's what you were taught from such yeah. a young age that it's in, it's embedded in you, you know? So. Yeah. It's and, you know, hard to get over. I've always had this idea since I was a kid. Now I don't want to pass to you <laughs> awesome. because you know, religious people just think I'm batshit crazy, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest my idea is any crazier than anybody else's. Oh, I'm surely not. Yeah. That this is it. This is the good part. Oh, I see that. Yeah. This is heaven. If you really stop and think about it, like, I think I heard Alan Watts kind of talk about this once. Like, if you if you were God, you know, you it would be like going to sleep and having a, you could dream all the most amazing dreams you ever wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, they wouldn't be amazing anymore because there would be no, nothing, no yeah. confrontation, no, no toil, no contrast, right? Yeah. So eventually, you would get so bored. Yeah. You would, you would, voluntarily pick to have evil in your dreams and challenges and struggle and all these things that humans have. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's it, man. I and, and I think the that. world has been like, it has been an awful place for humans for most of its history. And mm-hmm. right now, in it some has. parts of the world, it still is. Oh, yeah. But what if we're just like, this is it, and this is the precipice, and this is this is heaven? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's what, a bummer. I mean, it's good if, and bad, because yeah. a lot of people's heaven is real rough. What if this is heaven, and we're just fucking it up? Oh, dude. I mean, we... Damn it. We, we, we would fuck it up. You know, yeah. but we, what else would you ask for? Think, I mean, if you really think, like, okay, if I go to heaven tomorrow, what would I ask for? I mean, I, it's hard to imagine, like you're saying, that there's anything that you would ask for that, especially if you said, pick this scenario and that's how it's just going to be forever, that you would never get over that. Yeah. Or, or what, just getting things that you didn't earn. Yeah. That, that you're not working for, that you didn't struggle well, for. Would it even be rewarding? Like, here's yeah. a, Here's the street of gold. Like, cool. Can I take it back? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, even some of that stuff, streets of gold and, and all this, it's like, is there... It's fucking nonsense. Are we, we got to pay for shit in heaven? Ha- and what's the matter if there's gold? And like, I, oh, when you die, you get 40 virgins. It's like, okay, do I get chicks pregnant in heaven? Well, no. Do I get AIDS or anything like that in heaven? No. <laughs> what if I want 40 crazy bitches? It's like... <laughs> 40, man. <laughs> you know, like, a lot. That's like a lot of work. experience chicks to do some like crazy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, it's just like some of it. Yeah. Some of that Hopefully stuff. they're at least my age. Right, right. <laughs> some of that stuff is, uh, 
Yeah, that's the the silliness was, of some of it to me. That that's see, hard that's for me when to buy. yeah, that's when like you can't take it's entertaining. It, you can't take it literal, right? You know, because that's a that's a dude. That's a guy that wrote that. Oh, Clearly. yo, bro, you know what happens when you go to heaven? If yeah. you follow what I say, <laughs> dude, you get like forty bur- versions, dude. And then like, oh shit, I like that. You know, and well, there you just hooked yeah. a bunch of guys. You sold that product real well. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I think it doesn't it change could be. the fact that there's something deeply meaningful that does, in fact, live in sacred texts, and it's it's there. Yeah. I just don't trust some other asshole to interpret it to me that's charging me a cover charge. Yeah. That's all. That's my qualm. Well, and it's almost like when we were talking about earlier with the news um, being this thing that just doesn't give you the information and let you decide. Why didn't all of the books make it into the Bible and let and let us just read it? Why? You know, there literally was that whole Council of Nicaea, you know, that whole deal that, that was was put together. Um, with Emperor Constantine, where he wanted mm. to help people come together and not be so separated in war all the time. So let's make kind of like Lord of the Rings, one ring to rule them all. Let's make a book. and But they didn't put all of them in there. And they're all were found in the same area, you know, supposedly the Dead Sea Scrolls and all yeah. this stuff. Like, what? I mean, they're, those, see, that's what I've said. Like, it being did, it did work, religion, though. That's interesting. It did work. It did work to organize oh, society and culture and law. And, and it did work in a good way that it did... It did increase morality. Mm-hmm. Did. I mean, just the the, the awesome um, perspectives that you have are essentially a result of that that day. That's fair. You're yeah. al- you're allowed to have those. I agree because somebody was willing to change the world and fight for your ability to like have this moral code. That's so interesting to me. There's parts of it that I think if it's actually real and it exists, I I, I totally get. And it's amazing. And then there's parts of it that if it was not, and it was made up for control, like some people think, that's also genius. I mean, coming up with this yeah. idea that that's now divine. I don't have to watch you and, and, and all this. Now, I got an omniscient, invisible thing watching you do all the shit in a, alone in a room when no one could be in there. Now there's someone watching you do all of your terrible oh, shit like all the, the time. like the ultimate tyrant. Yeah, yeah, you know, now it's just like the, the, <laughs> the invisible king that can just come and go whenever he wants. And oh. even the idea, I mean, there's so many genius ideas yeah. to it as far as, you know, like the idea of confession. Now you've got this guy that's like the president of your country coming and telling you all of his darkest secrets where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to be a sovereign nation, and we're not going to pay taxes, and we're not going to do this. Or I'm going to let everybody know that, you know, you might be touching a butt or two that you shouldn't, you know, or you're cheating on your wife, maybe or you're that's doing this. It. Yes, maybe you know? that's it. Maybe, like, maybe God is in- inextricably also our clever corruption. Yeah, because what if, what if the, what, this is the other thing that sucks. What if it, this God and this beautiful idea of creation and everything, what if that was real? Well, let's say it is real, and I'm yeah. entertaining that thought. And then man came and did what we do with every amazing technology and every amazing discovery. We weaponize it, Correct and we used it, it to control someone else yeah. and, and, and be the one who owns it. You know, like, we, we got the secrets. We're the ones that own it. Yeah. We can't let you know the secret sauce. Uh, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, we so, weaponize it. So God's it. up there, and he just nudges Jesus on the shoulder, and he's like... Fucked this up this bad. Oh yeah. Look at this shit. The amount of time Todd's like time to make it rain. (laughs) Right. Well, we're gonna flood this shit. Start over. Yeah, wipe that out. (laughs) I guarantee you that Jesus God is up there going, Could these fucks please stop putting my name on this crazy shit? 
You know, like everybody does it doing this stuff in my name. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's the word for everything, and that includes the light and the dark, the yin and the yang. Who knows? Yeah. I'm certain that I'm not qualified. <laughs> I'm certain that I'm not qualified to say any of this. Right. Um, other than I'm a human with an experience. With thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure that all of my ideas now are bad. 